Hello, I'm Lee. I'm Troy. I'm Rachel. Welcome to Sciencing Fiction. So, uh, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, the question you gave us? Yeah, so the premise of the question is... Is mermaid breast milk similar to human breast milk in consistency, or more similar to whale breast milk? Uh, humans have a very similar, similar milk consistency to most land mammals in both its fat content and its consistency. Whales, um, and most actual like sea mammals, have a very high fat content, both to support the young and make sure that they have enough fat padding so that they don't lose so much heat in the water, um, and also for the mammals whose young don't have lips to form a seal around the nipple, uh, if they spurt breast milk into the water column, the high fat content ensures it doesn't dissolve as quickly. So basically I'm envisioning like somebody like squirting a juice box into somebody else's mouth from a distance. That's pretty much how whales do. Like, baby whales have kind of two options. They can either use their tongue to form a seal around the nipple, or they can lap it up from the water column. Well, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> this is so arcane, I can't even find a picture of it. Oh, when yeah. I Google whales for whale breast milk. Is, yeah, it took a long time before scientists actually figured out how it worked, because it's really hard uh, to find. Yeah, because they probably don't do well in captivity like whales yeah. tend to. Don't keep cetaceans in yeah, just captivity. Don't do it. They, yeah, this it's is, sad. This is just really wild. Like, I, I can't find anything. I'm hoping that maybe... Uh, Rachel, you had uh, a little bit of information. What was your analogy for, for whale breast milk uh, consistency? Uh, toothpaste And that was Don't actually like from that. searching it to see what the, you know, comparable oh, yeah. consistency would be. Okay, I'm watching like a video here and it seems like there's like a... This, is that the whale breast milk? Oh, like if you YouTube... For, yeah, there's like a little thing that looks like somebody just <laughs> with toothpaste, you know? <laughs> wow, that's a, a haunting but very accurate image. Uh, wow. Yikes. Wow. That's a lot. So obviously for mermaids, where the top half is human and the lower half is fish-like in nature, we'll go a little bit way too in-depth about <laughs> the possible biology of this, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but have lips or at least lip-like structures. In order for yes. them to talk, they need... In order for them to speak in human language, they need lips. And why do you think they speak in human language? I, you brought this up and I really love it. Because there is a great story, and I'm going to need to look it up to remember the name of the dude, um, but there was some Greek king... Can you look on the Wikipedia page uh, for yes, mermaids? So there is a Greek dude, uh, one of the kings, I always think it's Agamemnon because that's the only it's Greek king I know Agamemnon. the name of. <laughs> never Agamemnon, but that's the only name I know. Hashtag and that's... it's never Agamemnon. <laughs> but um, it was some dude whose sister turned into a mermaid for some reason, and whenever people found, whenever, like, she would run into him, I mean, not him, whenever she would, like, meet sailors, she would ask them if he was still alive, and the only proper answer was, like, you had to use specific words to tell her yes, otherwise she would kill you. Um, yeah, But yeah. that means she can communicate with mouth sounds above water. Here, I, I got the, the actual thing, so okay. I'm going to edit. <laughs> um, apoc 
a popular Greek legend turned Alexander the Great's sister, uh, Thessaloniki, into a mermaid yes. after her death, living in the Aegean. She would ask sailors on any ship she would encounter only one question, is King Alexander alive? To which the co correct answer was, he lives and reigns and conquers the world. This answer would please her, and she would accordingly calm the waters and bid the ship farewell. Any other answer would enrage her, and she would stir up a terrible storm, dooming the ship and every sailor on board. So this makes me curious, like, if you said the words in the wrong order, would she still murder you? I <laughs> hope so, because that is maximum levels of petty, and I love it. He reigned. Oh, shit, no, he reigns forever. And oh, man. <laughs> well, it was She's nice She's just like, you. sorry, not yeah, good no. enough. <laughs> so we know that they can speak above land. Yes. Which does lead credence to them possibly breathing air as well as water. I mean, do we actually know that they breathe water? They could be like cetaceans in that they just hold their breath for a really long time. That is very valid in I. There are no visible gills on the human part of the mermaid from any mermaid source that I have seen. Except for Harry Potter, I think there were gills except, in that. Yeah, except but for... Were, oh, but that was a different thing. Though, those were mermaids. The mermaids, the merpeople were a little bit... They were different, though. Than like traditional yeah. mermaids. Oh, they yeah. definitely were. That was my point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, but most, like, if we're going off of like you know pure human top bit, yeah, pure human top bit. Um, <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any gills. Yeah. And in fact, if we look to the developmental biology of human fetuses, yes, what starts what? out as looking like gills on the human turns into then those vocal cords and the inner ear. And our hearing structure. So the gill turns into the yeah ear the gill yes yeah. the gill Damn. the the gill arches that are present oh gill arches yes, yes. Sorry, yeah they're, they're, they're not actually gill bits. no yeah. they're not actually real gills but they turn into then for um, a mammal they turn into the ear and the uh, voice bits. <laughs> um, to to be a little bit more clear, the gill fleshy structures turn into the voice bits. Yes, and the gill arches, which are almost think of them as like ribs yeah. for your gills in oh, fishes. Wow. Yep. So those are bony structures which turn into the bones uh, of the inner ear. Uh, yes, very cool. so, um, in particular the stipe, I believe, which is what allows us to hear. I thought it was so, all three. It might be uh, all three, is, but the thing I was so reading there, mentioned particularly the stipe. I think it's the first three or four gill arches which are modified, and each of the gill Turn arches the... have a different like modification yeah. evolutionarily. Uh, so if we're going off of the the assumption that this is a real whole, well, half human <laughs> on top of a real half fish, then it seems impossible that they could have gills, and also speech and inner ear structures. Yes. If we want to... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm just thinking, like, of any non-invertebrate animal that I'm thinking of, like, pretty much if they breathe water and, like, extract the oxygen through that, then they do need gill slits to fully process the water because it's intake through the mouth and outtake through the gill slits. Yes. Tadpoles? Tadpoles, I think, have small Okay, I think I don't they know. do. Yeah. Okay, I believe it. I just have never noticed it. I'm on Google. Um, so, 
a different take looking at a more modern interpretation um, in Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid, she loses her voice when she goes above water, yeah? No, that's because she traded it to the sea witch. She traded her legs. Her voice and her tongue. Her tongue is yes. cut out in the oh, of her tongue. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. And every step feels like knives being shoved into your feet. God, yeah, that reminds me. Was a cool dude. That reminds really me of something. Cleaned it up. That reminds me of my mom read that to my little sister because she didn't know how it was going to be different from oh, the Disney version. No. Oh dear. Yeah, that did not go. <laughs> a little bit of trauma. Has, Luckily, my sister uh, was. Uh, uh, she was like in I want to say late elementary, maybe middle school. So it wasn't like the worst, but it definitely was a surprise to both of them. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe it was uh, because in order for her to come above land, she needed to be able to breathe, and thus I don't know. Oh, they do have gills. Cute. I found a picture of tadpole gills. Yes, thank oh, you for yes. the contrast. They're very small, but they. Are there okay? Uh, for most uh, frogs who like breathe air and like yeah. have lungs, uh, they can also breathe through their skin. Uh, but that is because they have a semi-permeable membrane, um, which is probably not applicable to the human-fish hybrid we, we are talking about. Yes. Next. But, next myth. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, if we are operating under the assumption that mermaids breathe air. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. Then, that's a fair assumption. Then would they not also then breastfeed above water? It makes the most sense to me. like Because their babies would have to breathe as well. That's true. But... But whales don't breastfeed above water. Whales don't breastfeed above water, neither do... Um, what about seals? Seals? Sea I don't know about that much seals, about, but I, I know think, manatees don't. I think seals do breastfeed on water. land. Seals breastfeed on land. Yeah, I think that's right, because they leave their babies on shore. Yes. Oh, that would make sense. But do oh. mermaids come out of the water ever? Or do they do sit on a rock. We've got some art of sitting yeah, on a rock. That's I, true. But is that all from but, The Little Mermaid? That it, It's from... Um, or is that the siren myths of... Well, that is so, from Hans Christian Andersen's version. There is, is a before? statue in Copenhagen. But that's uh, also... Still fairly recent. That's the 1800s. That is still very recently. Um, there are multiple uh, mermaid body morphs that I've found that go everywhere from um, Mesopotamian mythology from the old Babylonian period, where uh, a targetus is uh, <laughs> depicted as a fish with a woman's head. Okay. And it goes all the way from there to then um, sometimes uh, fish with a human head and arm. And then it goes through to then being, you know, like the, the whole torso and upper limbs of a woman. But I have also seen some, you know, we often think, I think, of the Disney mermaid where she turns into a fish at the waist. Yeah. Or perhaps the hip. But I did see something in here about mermaids turning into fish um, at the thigh. Oh. So below that's the hip. weird. So that could also answer the other question we had if we take that interpretation, which is, how do mermaid babies? Yeah. So we, out we of the question. We can't digress first. We have to start with breast milk. 
I mean, in order to understand breast milk, we have to understand if yes. they have. Do they even birth. produce it? Do they? Do need their breast young milk? stay with them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or are they like we were considering earlier, broadcast spawners that have tiny planktonic fetal mermaid babies floating around in the water? Which is such disturbing imagery, of... especially considering what that means for like other creatures eating their babies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But well, that's well, a spawn things. breeder. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Eat all the babies of like like fish. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine, like, these tiny little mermaid zygotes floating in the water. <laughs> well, you have to imagine that they're slightly more formed. I mean, uh, do we? <laughs> I mean, for most broadcast spawners, like, yeah. it's... Most of the development is, yeah. like, for the most part, growing. Like, most, um... Here, oh, although my background's mostly invertebrate, so that's mostly what I'm talking about. I mean, about, if I'm thinking about jellies, cool. it's entirely different. But jellies have a very weird life cycle. Yeah, but that's like the rule in the ocean, is shit's weird. Also true. And we're talking about mermaids, so yeah. who knows? Yeah. So yes, the broadcast spawners versus the, um, whether they carry their young or bring up their young. Um, if we are going on the mammal theory where... These are mammals who breastfeed, mm-hmm. except for the weird fish bits. <laughs> um, it would make sense that they bear their own young. Yeah. Just mammalian If they're mammals, mammals. yeah. Um, I guess it could be like some sort of horrifying platypus situation. I was just thinking that. I said, you know, we, we have not yet considered the possibility of a platypus. I am sorry to dash all of your hopes, uh, but in monotremes, uh, which is platypuses and echidnas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have milk patches where they secrete oh. a milk-like substance That's for their right. young. Mermaids have breasts and therefore cannot be monotremes. But they could have monotreme-like adaptations. That is... And I feel like this is as good a point to bring this up as any. Do they have breasts because they're functional? Or because mermaids were dreamt up by horny sailors. I mean... I mean, defo, but... But we're assuming they're real for this. Yes, so if they are real and functional breasts, that's one thing. It's... I I think, if I could clarify your question a little bit, whether they are functional breasts that are used for a purpose, or whether they are decorative breasts to lure in sailors so that they can feed on them. Oh, so there, breast structures. There are a couple. Ooh. There are a couple uh, ways that mermaids are viewed. Sometimes, like in the British Isles, they're viewed pretty much negatively as like importance of storms and shipwrecks and things, and they're an evil force. But there are places then where they're seen as benevolent, and they fall in love with humans, a la the Little Mermaid. Um, although it's Interesting that usually mermen in those situations are seen as like wild and barbaric and not interested in humans at all. Hmm. So I think there's a bit of a sexism element going on there. Absolutely. Isn't there always? There's always. Is it because mythology. mermaids have far easier prey than mermen? I mean, you know, I would believe that. Because it was male only yeah. soldiers for the massive majority of history. And we're not, I mean, even ignoring. And saying, like, all male sailors really want a woman. Just, they were pretty rare in the sea at that time. (laughs) Yeah. Statistically, plus dudes being dumb. Plus dudes being dumb. (laughs) It's a very easy prey. Um, 
So if breasts are ornamental um, or a structure used to gather prey, we were thinking of an interesting concept where they're mostly fish and not mammalian, and whether the human-looking half is like an elaborate lure similar to angler fish. If you can't imagine Ariel from The Little Mermaid in your mind right now, look up a picture of her and look at the way that the fish part of her body connects to the human part of her body. Does it not look like a fish mouth? <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up yeah, now. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah, and to be fair... Little Mermaid's proportions are not exactly conducive to supporting human organs. Very true. That's true of most Disney princesses. That is very, very true. If we look at, like, actual paintings and things of... Well, I say actual paintings of mermaids. Oh my god, you're right. It does look like a mouth. It looks like a fish mouth. Where is it? I mean, Uh, So that's all the tongue? That is one thought, oh, I but love this that. is Disney magic, and we said that we're not going to yeah, do magic. We can't, but I adore. But that. we can do. Uh, we just because we can't do magic doesn't mean we can't overanalyze Disney as being potentially a source. It's absolutely true. But there's a billion podcasts that do that, and only a few of us will talk about um, a targetess depicted as a fish with a woman's head on a coin from 1000 BC. Uh, If you can Google an image of that, it is literally just a fish with maybe two hands, maybe two fins, horizontally splayed. This is the one I was talking about, the fish with the human head. But then we move to something more of like a modern interpretation of a mermaid. We've got Friedrich Lee. Um, Fisherman and the Siren from the 1850s. And we see here more of the, you know, like long, beautiful, flowing hair, um, a little bit rounder, like women were often depicted at the time, less, you know, um, Barbie proportions like Ariel has. Um, and if you notice her, her skin doesn't transition to scales until, like, the mid-thigh. Yeah, it is very far down. But to be fair, just from that painting, and because this is the subject matter of today's podcast, her breasts do seem to be defying gravity a little bit. They do. They don't they seem they very also realistic. be because of the way that they are voluptuously pressed against this half-naked sailor man. Yeah. That's definitely true, but That's that, holding her up. That means that she went from above and is falling down for her breasts to be pushed up that far. Well, yeah, she's, she's not holding on to anything, and she's partially in the water. She's very clearly, like, not wearing anything to support them. Clamshells also don't (laughs) provide very much support. No. Also, she's friends with clams, so that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, just taking the corpses of her fallen comrades and... don't know that they're corpses. Do clams lose their shells? Nope. No. So There's it's either this, uh, that or the entire living clam strapped to her chest, in which case she has no room for boobs. You know, one's sometimes smaller than the other. You get a little padding in one, not as much padding in the other. You split the adductor Are you muscle. thinking the clam is open? I, I thought you were saying it was two separate clams. Is this I don't, one clam? It's one clam. I, I don't think. think she would pull, like, a saw four on the clam <laughs> friend. <laughs> 
strap it to her chest. <laughs> You're probably right about that. I always thought it was one clam, though. I think child I think Rachel... that was just you. I, I, think it, I think it is one clam shell that the clam has died, and it's still connected by the connective tissue there, and then she puts that on, and it helps hold everything in place and get Disney their coveted G rating. <laughs> So, um, I have something on the previous topic of, uh, what mermaid babies would be like. Um, so, because of the way that a mermaid's body is shaped, I was thinking the only thing that we could use to compare it to is a dolphin. So, I looked to find out what dolphin pregnancy is like, and I found more than I wanted to know about uh, dolphin reproduction. Um, And some of it I don't think you want to hear, but let's just read from the pregnancy section instead of the mating section here. Uh, Thank you. Recent spark notes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need to go into the specifics of that part, but recent research indicates that bottlenose dolphin pregnancy lasts about 12 months. Wells, 1987. During this time, there is very little room in the uterus for a baby to develop. As a result, and to make birth easier, the tail fluke and dorsal are cartilaginous and are folded over in the uterus. Ah. The organs are also located beneath the developing baby, which could be the reason for a female gaining more girth during a pregnancy and not developing a bulge. Citation Cockroft, 1990. Mothers double their intake of food following the birth of their babies. Wait, what? Oh, nursing. Uh, intervals between calves vary from about three to five years. So first thing I notice about this is dolphin pregnancy takes 12 months. Yeah. So that's longer than humans, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, There would be enough time for a human baby to develop within that time span. Yeah. So, but the fact that her tail then would be cartilaginous... Or at least start out cartilaginous. Can cartilage develop into bone? Absolutely. That's how human baby skeletons form. Wait, really? Yeah. The the skeleton, yes, the skeleton is formed by a cartilaginous blueprint. That's all, that's how all new bone, like when you grow bone, that's how it all starts is it starts as cartilage and then the bone forming cells replace the cartilage with bone. I never knew that. That is yep. amazing. Yeah, it's called ossification. It happens wow. in, like, if you've heard of, like, your growth plates in your yeah. bones, that's cartilage. And so as oh. the bone grows, the cartilage grows also until your bone, so it's like bone and cartilage, bone and cartilage, bone and cartilage, growing okay. up until, like, your leg has finished growing yeah. okay. in adolescence. And then and then it's just bone. Wow. Yeah, so there, there is absolutely precedence for cartilage turning into bone. So that would be... And in fact, I think that would be, because the question, gestation is one question. Fitting it all in there. The birthing process is, I think, the biggest sticking point. Well, if we look at dolphins and the way that their reproductive organs look, it's pretty neatly tucked away. Like, if the scales were positioned right, you wouldn't necessarily even see a mermaid's bits. That is true. And then... Do you think, could it stretch enough to accommodate a human infant skull? Because the the human pelvis is a pretty amazing thing. Maybe. There's, like, cartilage going on and whatever. Is the, and the what? baby's Maybe more skull bones are soft enough yeah. to fit through. It is I possible they could be a little smaller. A question with that. Yeah. Which is... The reason that birth in humans is so difficult is because we are bipedal. We upright. Yes. 
But Ooh. mermaids don't have that problem, so the birthing oh. process is likely a lot easier. Also, uh, dolphin babies are much larger than human babies, for what it's worth. And if our okay. baby is developing for longer, which makes a lot more sense in the ocean, where there's danger from all dimensions rather than just a flat plane You need of to be able to move immediately. You need to be able to move immediately, and so not being able to move your head and having a floppy head is not conducive yeah. to survival. Mm. So it makes sense that gestation would be longer. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I'm thinking now about uh, the the pelvis in a mermaid. Mm-hmm. The mermaid would have no reason for a pelvis, because the pelvis's job yeah. is to, well, one of the pelvis's jobs, is to provide an anchoring point that is strong enough for the femurs for them yeah. you to be able to walk on your legs. If we look at anything like a manatee, which is another thing that oh, yeah, humans yeah, yeah. come from, or um, mermaids, mer- not humans. <laughs> humans come from. <laughs> you heard it here first. Humans evolved from manatees. Don't get me started on that aquatic ape shit. <laughs> oh my god, that's not what this podcast is about. If we look at a manatee skeleton, they have the little vestigial um, hind limbs that like whales have, for instance. There is, like, a little bit of a something back here. It's not actually truly vestigial. Um, I know in at least whales, it supports um, basically the penis during sex. Okay. It's so actually it's still, slightly beneficial. It okay. still serves that uh, purpose, then, that a pelvis serves for a human in reproduction and protecting reproductive organs. Which leads to a good question of if mermaids, like whales, came from a landed ancestor, do they have... You know, external genitalia? Is that where you're going? No, I was going with uh, specific remnants of hips. Oh, they would have to if they're evolved from a hominid ancestor. I would if also it's still assume that. For them. I would also assume Fair. that looking at the shape of a mermaid, um, they do appear to have hips, which, again, partially, possibly sexism. But um, let me find like a classical painting. Um, are those hips connected in the way that our pelvis is, or are they somehow vestigial just to form a shape? Hmm. Well, if you think about fish and why fish are so... I, they have a lot of muscle. Fish need that to support the tail yeah. and the movements of the tail. So more likely... Rather than it being the bone that is causing the hip shape, it is specifically the muscle formation. It's a strong trunk. Strunk is what I said, not strunk, but yes. (laughs) Strunk. We also have then the the paintings of them sitting on rocks, where it seems that there is a hip-like hinge that exists in there in a way that doesn't exist in a fish. If you try and bend, like, this sort of fish, like something that looks like a a salmonid or something. This is a a more modern, but, I mean, if you look at any, uh, I mean, this is a classical one. Um, They have a hip-like hinge that if you were to try and bend a fish there, you couldn't get that sharp of an angle on it. That's true. In the pictures that Lee's looking at, it very much looks like someone's sitting, but their legs are just a tail. Which, those are more recent paintings, so might not necessarily be mermaid canon, but we do have to respect the fiction here. Um, And if they spend enough time out of water, which it looks like in those paintings the mermaids are doing things like brushing their hair or sitting all sultry-like, I still think to lure their dinner. (laughs) You're probably right. 
What do you think happens to all those sailors who are bashed against the rocks? Oh, absolutely. That's just a free meal. Oh, yeah. Now, I found this, uh, this, this other painting, uh, from 1837 by William Eddy. It's called The Sirens and Ulysses. And this... So, are we accepting sirens as being the same as mermaids? I think they come from a similar fiction, but if we're going off, like, Ulysses, I don't think they were half woman, half snake. Half, uh, <laughs> there are some half woman, half snake. We uh, already talked about that. Damn it. That was last week. Oh, uh, I love them, though. I know. They're good. So this says, uh, traditionally, sirens have been depicted as human-animal chimeras. Yeah. And there was a bit in the Mermaid Wikipedia page about how sirens, I believe, were uh, half woman, half bird. Yeah, in, in Ulysses, absolutely. Oh, weird. Yes. That's a harpy. So now, yes, harpies yeah. as well. Um, but this painting was showing a mermaid, but it was referring to her as a siren. So here's the question of, are they shapeshifters? I think that because... Sirens themselves, not mermaids necessarily. I think that there just wasn't enough communication on what they actually were in the way that that's true of many mythological creatures early on. Mm. Where just different people have very different ideas on what it is. Oh, no. What'd you find? Uh, More about babies. Baby dolphins? Yeah. Uh, Babies are usually born tail first, weigh 25 to 40 pounds, that's why I'm saying that there's probably enough room with that body structure, Um, and are generally three to four feet long. We can get an approximate idea of how old a baby is by looking at the dorsal fin. It's thought the dorsal fin stiffens within a few hours. The tail flukes seem to take a bit longer. Baby dolphin swims in a position next to its mother, blah, 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 catching into mom's slipstream so they don't have to work as hard. Here's the part that made me make that noise. When babies are born, they have lighter colored bands spanning their midsection. These are called fetal bands and are caused from being scrunched up in the mother's wound. These bands will slough off? How do you pronounce that word? Slough off after a couple of weeks. So just thinking about, like, are, are they accordion folded essentially in there? I mean, well, I mean, their tail is bent up next to them, right? So there's true. a certain amount of scrunching that happens with tissue folds. That's folds. true. It's true. I think we've got to ditch uh, Ulysses and the Sirens because yeah. this says that um, their tails disappear as they board the ship. Yeah. Which is absolutely magic. And thus not, yeah. not useful to us. So, um, I just want to make sure if we are... Are we accepting the dolphin claim? I for mean, the pregnancy? Uh, for pregnancy. I think it. I think it tracks. Okay, I good. Think it seems the most reasonable. That's unless, a relief. Unless we're going that the fleshy bit is a tongue. <laughs> Fair. I, I do want to come back to that. <laughs> yes, for, let's talk um, about that a bit more. Um, because this is just such a vivid image in my head. Um. If you haven't seen the first SpongeBob movie, do yourself a oh my big God. ol' favor and go watch that. <laughs> of course, that's why you brought it up. I yes. haven't seen it. Explain. Okay, there is a scene in the SpongeBob movie where SpongeBob and Patrick are on a road trip, 
Mm-hmm. And they uh, come across a ice cream stand, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh hell yes, we're gonna go get." I'm very editorializing very much. Um, <laughs> you mean SpongeBob's like, not swearing? <laughs> uh, they're like, "Hell yes, we're gonna go get ice cream." SpongeBob goes to get ice cream, and he's like, "I'd like two ice creams, please." And the little old lady in the ice cream stand uh, hands him the ice cream. Mm. He reaches out to take it, and his hands get stuck on it. He looks around and realizes there's all these bones around <gasps> him, no. and then the ice cream shack falls apart, and the little old lady is revealed to be a mast coming out of the ground, and then the ground moves, and it turns out that the ground is the tongue and palate of a fish, and the little old lady is like this wiggly lure bit, and the fish tries to eat SpongeBob. So if nope. the, if the mermaid waste area is the lips of a fish, how is it so large compared to the fish's body, though? Good question. Is it inflatable? <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like, like car wash yeah. people, guys, like the wiggling around. But it's well, like, how would they speak in that case? Oh, good question. Yeah. See, I think it does have to be part human because of the speaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. There's no that. way to get around the lore, although that is a beautiful image. I really wish it was true, but I'm also really relieved it can't be. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed your uh, your dolphin analysis, and I'd like to add a bit maybe for manatees, considering yes. that's the other uh, portion of the myth. Um, Oh, fun fact about that while you're looking for the thing. Um, manatees are called Serenia, yes? Yes. Yeah. Serenidae. Yes. Serenidae. Okay. Um, fine. Fancy, sciencey person. It's super far away, but that's, oh, that's lady a great drawing. ice cream. No, that's from the movie. Yeah, it's a drawing. It's a cartoon. It is a drawing. We're cutting all this out, so it doesn't matter. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, so I just think that's that was just a... It's cool that we're tying it back to that. So, yeah, Dawn. Yes. Um, so I'm fine, trying to find uh, things about... Um, Manatee gestation. Apparently, uh, according to the species, it may be either eleven or twelve months. So it seems uh, it seems that they are sort of on the same line as dolphins. Apparently, they do not look very pregnant. Um, I think probably similar to a dolphin. It does kind of get a little carry bit. It. Yeah, they get girthier. <laughs> girthier. Which is a oh my weird god. Word. So um. This reminds me of an absolutely horrifying thing, which is naked mole rat pregnancy. Um, if you've never seen a picture of a pregnant naked mole rat, do yourself a favor and don't. Or yeah, do. it's, uh, it's it, a lot. It's horrendous. Apparently, when they're really pregnant, you can see the face. Faces. Yeah, because they, yeah, it's a litter. Which just sounds like absolutely something from a horror film. It's a little bit body horror right there. Yeah, um, so uh, hopefully you can't see the mermaid face. So, uh, yeah, for a manatee, it takes uh, 12 months. Gestation takes 12 months. Um, there's usually only one at a time, but there have been reports of twins. Mm-hmm. Two manatees inside one manatee seems like there's not That's a lot, a lot of, of manatee. They're probably very small and not as likely to survive. It doesn't really say anything, though, about what the manatee situation is like inside its mother. But manatees are also a little bit stouter mm-hmm. than dolphins. Dolphins are kind of, like, long and sleek. So, And we can't let this 100% go away uh, without saying that, as, as you mentioned, uh, serenidae are manatees, dugongs, and 
uh, that family, which people have speculated are based around uh, like sailors saying that they have seen mermaids, is them actually seeing manatees or dugongs. And just really wishing yes. they could fuck that. Also possible. <laughs> like, probably. Um, just wishful thinking, oh yeah, that's a hot lady with a fish tail. No, it's just like a manatee. Which means that possibly some of the, you know, recent-ish as in 1800s level paintings of this voluptuous lady might not be accurate that some sailors were looking out for some thick women. <laughs> yep. And they found those thick women in sea cows. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, the reason why I'm very glad that we are accepting the um, uh, cetacean and uh, Serenian um, reproduction, rather than uh, assuming that they use human-like reproductive organs, is because I have seen people online debating whether mermen just have penises flopping around out there, and I'm very glad to announce that if we are looking at cetaceans, then they do not. They do not. <laughs> Same no. with Serenians, I assume? Uh, I assume so, yeah. yes. It doesn't make sense for, like... Absolutely, the... and it's just a horrifying image. Well, it's specifically, uh, for their... Fuck, what's it called? The word. It's not aerodynamics. It's the one... Hydrodynamics? Hydro for fuck's sake, yes. Hydrodynamics. <laughs> My brain could not connect those two. Um... To have a smoother surface so that there's less drag. And a penis is nothing if not a drag. <laughs> but I do have to point out, the reason why humans have external testes is for temperature control. So I don't know why it is that some other species do or don't. Maybe it's just that temperature control isn't as important as hydrodynamics. I do want to say one interesting thing yeah. about uh, human human testicles and <laughs> fish. Uh, <laughs> I also learned from researching uh, for this that that is why humans um, are they develop hernias so easily because oh. in fish the gonads are near the heart, whereas for humans because we're warm blooded they have to be external to oh, regulate temperature so they drop all the way from near the heart and they descend to oh. the genital they don't area drop from near the heart and in humans they drop in, from like no abdominal fetal, cavity fetally they're they're oh, really? they're further north i don't know if they're all the way at the heart but they're much further they're more superior in a human no they're uh, they're like around here and then they what we're talking about early in fetal development at the moment. Well, okay, but there is a kind of ring of circular, um, it's, it might be a muscle or something, but the testicle goes through that, so when testicles drop, it is dropping through that area yes. down to the lower cap. Yes, and that, that descent of the testicle is what creates the area that hernias oh, occur. Yikes. And the reason for that is because the testes descend, it is through the abdominal wall, so it yes. leaves a weakness or an opening in the abdominal wall yikes. to which intestines can <gasps> come through scoot partially, out scoot out a little bit, and then they restrict blood flow, and that's what a hernia is. Yikes. Sorry, Troy. It's okay, <laughs> I'll live. I'll just have to wipe that from the old hard <laughs> drive. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, with that visual, uh, let's get back to mermaid boobs. Actually, can I bring us back to chesties for a moment? Okay, as uh, long as you don't make me, like, 
totally die. Yeah, no. Um, I specifically want to talk about walrus penises, and actually <laughs> most mammals um, have a baculum, which is a penis bone. Yes. Uh, do walruses also have a baculum? They absolutely do. Wow. Cool. It's pretty big. Um, it's, it's kind <laughs> of like imagine. a club. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I've seen one of those before. That's how I started working at the mammology labs. The owner, or not the owner, but the manager of the mammology labs, like, yeah, uh, brought out a walrus penis bone and was, like, threatening all the freshmen with it. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I absolutely believe that uh, a merman would have a penis bone, especially if we're reason? going with an altered pelvis shape. It would need uh, more support. That makes sense, yeah. And especially if this came from the same, like, common ancestor that, you know, whales have, where it was a, a land mammal that uh, had a life back in the ocean and yeah. then was adapted more to that life. Um it would make sense that that happened before some mammals lost their vacuum. That makes perfect yes. sense. You know, I think we're going to need a whole second episode on mermaids just to talk about, <laughs> like, how they came back into the ocean and things, because they're not as mammalian. They do have scales. That's true. I and mean, those scales could be like tangolin scales. Uh, yeah, where their keratin is structured. Yeah. So... We were talking a little bit about how um, mermaids would be closest related possibly to Sirenians, and that's interesting because of the siren aspect, but one thing that we didn't talk about, another sea creature that mermaids are connected to is selkies. Remind me again what a selkie is. They are the Irish version of a mermaid. They are women who turn into seals, and when they turn back into women, they have to leave their seal skin and hide it somewhere. And if anybody steals their seal skin, then, like, either they can't become a seal anymore, or it can, or they control her. I don't remember which. I think it's the controlling thing, but also I only know about this from fanfiction. Please cut that out. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> damn it! I, <laughs> um, I know about it from Monster Hearts, so not that much better. Uh, that's fair. Um, that's true, but aren't se silkies are seal- Ish. Yeah, that's more than yeah. That's what I literally just said was they're seal people. Yeah, they are seal people, and I don't know if they have a halfway state. I don't think they do. I just but thought this they were is cool. a very interesting concept. Yeah, but the question of do mermaids have breast milk in the consistency similarity? It would be very similar to seals, I guess. Yeah, unless they only become pregnant when they're on land. Which would make sense why silkies would take that risk of going on land and having someone steal their skin so that they can never transform back. Well, also being a human, it, it's just better. Is it? You, I would give uh, up everything to not have to pay taxes and get to be a seal. Yes, but this was pre-taxes that this legend came about. <laughs> also, don't you want to be where the people are? Don't you want to see? Want to see them dancing? Walking know. around on those, what do you call it again? Seal flippers. I would rather be a seal. <laughs> I'd be a seal. You suck, but okay. <laughs> I agree with Lee here, honestly. I mean, realistically, so do I, but I just needed to do a bit there. That was um, very good. But speaking of the Little Mermaid, and this is also completely unrelated, but important. It's very important. How does Flounder talk? He has gills! 
Disney. And vocal cords. Disney magic. We said I we know, already we said, that. I know we said no magic, but there are some things that are just... Yeah, Disney Disney does not count within our canon, so I'm willing to accept magic as, as a result. We cannot... Okay, fine. We cannot foray too far from the mythos. That is fair enough. Okay. So, um, do we agree, though, that mermaid breast milk would be, uh, humanoid in consistency? Yeah, since we already, we have a precedent that they talk on land, that it's not fish-based, they are mammalian, it makes more sense that they would feed above water. Or, you know, not need the high fat content that whales do. Okay, I just had a thought, because I was thinking about manatees, and I said, if we're going to say they're more like manatees, what's the consistency of yeah. manatee breast milk? Did yeah. you ever find out? Uh, I did just look it up, and there's a website called manatees.com. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they're, oh, I'm yes. just going to show you, they have a picture of a manatee with oh, a cow's udder. That's... Oh, my fuck. And it says, manatees, maybe horrifying. it's delicious. Maybe it's delicious. What could be better than I manatees? I feel like a meme site might not be. Although, this has to be a joke, right? Although I, would I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Whale oh, cheese. my goodness. You? Uh, oh, 100%. Sony made whale cheese? What? What did you find? Uh, can I oh, buy this? All right. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, mana cheese is a fine, soft cheese product lovingly milked from our herd of docile creatures. The creamy milk is processed in our totally sterile dairy and packaged mechanically. No employees ever touch a speck of mana cheese. We think is that if you try mana cheese, you may enjoy its smooth, creamy texture with slight undertones of seaweed. <laughs> How do you they can get the get... salt from it? It's not like you can milk them out of water. I mean, I guess they must milk them out of water. Who knows? Maybe Otherwise, it's, it's like 30% salt water. The original mana cheese. Read more. You can get whipped mana cheese as well. Ew. And also uh, dog treats. <laughs> of okay, course. no, this doesn't seem to have anything of where to sell it, so I think it's not real. I think it's a joke. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, wait. Shop. Oh my god. If I can buy it, it's real. That's true. Uh, no, it doesn't. God damn it. This I, looks like some sort of cream cheese that they've dyed blue. Yeah, no. Yeah, the fact that it's blue makes it clearly fake. fake. The manatee with the udder also made it fake. Yeah, well, I mean, I it could have been, been a really it bad... It could have been a funny goof. Yeah. You know? That's but, true. Really uh, if it was on the shop, I genuinely would have bought it. You know, I think uh, I did find something saying that it's uh, tw- it's mostly water with 20% solids um, and uh, very few lipids. Okay. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That surprises uh, me. 13% lipids, 7% protein, 20% solids. So that makes me think that it is less of a toothpaste consistency. So if we are going with the... Is uh, this information from your mana cheese site? No, it's from SeaWorld. Okay. So still not great, but... But at least they know... They know they more know of uh, than so many yeah. goofing about yeah. cheese on the internet. <laughs> goofing um. about cheese. <laughs> yeah, so if we do say that they're sort of like manatees, then we can probably say that their breast milk is not whale consistency, and also well, they probably breastfeed above water. That's true. I don't know if manatees do. I don't think manatees necessarily pertains, but I think just the fact that they're above water and yeah. and I, are obviously amphibious. I forget why. No, they're not. That's not what amphibious means. No, but they they spend part of their life cycle above land. 
No, they spend time above land and below land throughout their life cycle. There's not a discrete point at which they metamorphose into no. a land-dwelling creature. They are not amphibious! Fine. Frog mermaids. We can't. We can't go another hour. <laughs> I mean, we can, but we shouldn't. I have found frog, a little more info. Frog mermaids would be frog tadpoles, and then they get legs, so they're just humans with frog legs. Yes! Yes. yes. Very good! Yeah, that's, that's, very that's actually good. very good. This is bad. I should stop eating crackers. I'm just gonna put the crackers away. Crinkles in your podcast brought to you by Cracker Wrapper and Cheese. Um, speaking of cheese, while you're eating cheese, I just want to add a little bit more here. Um, this is from a different website where somebody's doing a deep dive on, on manatee-related things. <laughs> Apparently, it has more protein than land cow milk. So, that's kind of kind of cool. Um, and apparently there are some people who do milk manatees, although I'm not sure how one would or do why. that. why. Or why, yes. I imagine it's very difficult. So, I, I feel like one thing that we never properly addressed, why did we decide, I mean, I know that I was very for it, but I don't remember, why did we decide that they nursed like seals and not like whales? Because um, humans have lips. Okay. It's, the problem is forming the seal around the nipple. <laughs> Alright, so for the next episode, um, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to say the mythological creature, and then Lee and Troy are going to try to figure out what the question is. So, our mythological creature to the question that I have prepared but will not tell them about is Dracula. You already told us about this. Dracula. Shit. Wait, there could be many different things. It's probably the one I already told you okay. Within the realm of Dracula.